Howdy ho, Substackers. It's your boy, Corey Ryan Forster. As once again, you can hear the clip-clopping or the rustling, I suppose, of leaves below my feet. I am in the park. This is a park rant. But today I want to do something a little bit different. I thought it would be nice uh, if I read a little piece from our new book, Round Here and Over Yonder. Now, some of you already have that book, and maybe you're like, well, I, I, I've, already, I've already read that. Well, if you don't have the audiobook, you've never heard me say it, have you? Also, uh, it'll be different because there will be leaves crunching under my feet. Regardless, I want to do it. Uh, here is the very first part of the book called The South. If you don't mind, I will start now. Round here and over yonder, The South by Trey Crowder and Corey Ryan Forrester. Like most Southerners, we have a very complicated relationship with our home. The relationship is defined by the dichotomy at its center, the one every son or daughter from the South understands, pride and shame. We're not the first to point this out, nor is this the first time we've talked about it, but it's nearly impossible to discuss our feelings on the matter in any other framework. All Southerners exist somewhere on the pride and shame spectrum. Some of us live near the extremes. The gay intellectual who worked tirelessly to lose his accent and lives in perpetual fear of his fellow Brooklyn-based academics one day finding out that he grew up in, gasp, Alabama, he's way down at the shame end of the spectrum. The fire and brimstone Tennessee preacher, who named his children after Confederate generals, however, is plumbed down at the other end pure pride. Most of us, though, exist somewhere in the middle, and our position on the spectrum may not be absolute. Maybe it vacillates wildly depending on the circumstances. If the subject of conversation is Dolly Parton, we, sing multiple, we swing multiple standard deviations back toward pride. If the subject of conversation is, on the other hand, pretty much any of our elected officials, we'll be dialing up the shame. That's just how it works. We think and hope you'll find generous helpings of the two attributes applied fairly in the following section. There's a lot to be proud about the South and some of its finer destinations, and we've tried to celebrate that fact. On the occasions when shame rears its ugly head, as it was always bound to do, we've endeavored to be honest. We don't know any other way to go about it. A disclaimer, and really this applies to the entire book, all we can do is write about our own experiences with these places and the people in them. We know what it's like to be from the South in general, but despite what many would have you believe, Mississippi and Tennessee are not the same. New Orleans, Nashville, and Charleston are all lovely southern cities, and while culturally they share some qualities, they are also exceedingly different from one another. Spending time in a given place is not the same thing as living there, let alone being from there. We are well aware of that, which is why, before conjuring the following pages, we made it a point to speak with friends of ours who are natives, lest we make a town out to be something it is not, simply because we caught it on a bad trip, or got too drunk, or just did dumb things while we were there, both of which are distinct possibilities. Still, that's no guarantee that some of you won't reach the chapter devoted to your hometown and find yourself thinking, well, I don't know what in the world gave them that idea. 
We understand that with a tome of this nature, that's likely inevitable, but two things we can promise you. First, we have made every effort to be as fair as possible, and second, this is all, every last bit of it, coming from a place of sincere love. With all that said, we begin with the region closest to our hearts, which, by the way, you are free to bless as you see fit, the place we have and will always call home, the American South. There you go. That's the intro to the book. I think it sets it up real nice. Real proud of it. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope y'all are having a great Friday. While we're talking here, uh, let's do a couple affirmations. Remember, it is Friday. It's 4.43 as I'm recording this. This is probably going to come out right as some of y'all are getting off work. Now, it's Friday, so I know that means a lot of people are instantly in a good mood. Uh, Some of you are worn down. Some of you are going to need all tonight and all day tomorrow just to feel like a human being. Uh, But remember, you kick ass, you're better than your boss, unless you are the boss, in which case, since you're subscribed to this Substack, I have to say that you are the exception to the rule that bosses suck. Uh, You're awesome, and I'm sure everyone loves you. Uh, But for the rest of you, if you are a person that gets the weekends off, I really hope you enjoy yours because you deserve it. And I hope more than anything uh, that your boss gets a stomach flu this weekend and he's not able to come back into work till like Wednesday um, so that y'all can just kind of hang out and only do what's necessary at work and not have to sit there looking busy even though there ain't shit to do. You know, I hope that happens for you. Um, and for everybody else, uh, like, you know, me who ain't working this weekend or maybe stays at home and raises a kid or works from home, uh, you know, keep uh, appreciating the fact that you are severely lucky. And that is nice uh, to be able to go to the fridge and get a sandwich whenever you want and not having to write your name on styrofoam lest someone steal your food. I can't even imagine that, man. That really sucks. I know there's a lot worse things. <laughs> I know there's a lot worse things about working nine to five somewhere, but whenever I think about it, one of the one of the things that hits the least for me is the chance that somebody would steal my bologna sandwich. That's crazy, by the way. Like, who the fuck are these people that like have the gall to see something in a public fridge and think to themselves, I'm sure it's okay if I have this. Like, the person is either really stupid and thinks that, or they are the biggest dickhead ever and is like, I don't care. I know somebody brought this for themselves, and if I eat it, they won't have any lunch, but I'm going to do it anyways. And just the balls to, like, think you're going to get away with it. And I guess you do if, if sitcom television is to be believed. Every time I see this act portrayed, there's always some sort of, like, mysterious lunch thief that nobody can figure out who it is uh, just going around committing serial acts of well stealing cereal I guess in some occasions but man god dang y'all that don't hit I think on the list of qualities that a human being has that automatically make them a shit person in almost every aspect of their life I would definitely add steal someone's work lunch to the category of people who leave their buggies in the parking lot instead of putting it in the thing. Dude, the other day I was at the grocery store and there was a buggy left in the parking lot that was, I swear to God, like five feet 
from the buggy return. And it wasn't like behind it where it could be like, oh, well, they put it in there and it rolled out. No, it was parallel to it. Like, they clearly were parked right there, put the buggy there, unloaded their groceries, and then were just like, I can't even pull this back three feet and push it forward. I'm that lazy and that big of a piece of shit. Also, people who litter, um, y'all don't hit. And, uh, yeah, those three, I think those are at the top of the list of, like, you can't do one of these but otherwise be a good person. Like, you're 100% shitty in every aspect. Uh, hitting a dog, you know, obviously hitting your kids, that goes without saying. But, like, you know, if someone was, like, everybody loved them, they didn't seem to do anything wrong, and I found out that they, like, beat their dog, I'd be like, yeah, no. He's lying to y'all about all the other shit, too. He's a terrible person. He's a monster. He's... He's embezzling from a mom and pop store. Like, he's fucking sucks. And uh, he or die, you know. Now, I hate to wish death on anyone, but, like, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's take our liberal masks off for a second and just admit that there's definitely people uh, for whom the world would be a better place were they not breathing. And uh, it might, might seem a little low stakes, but I don't know, man. If you're not putting your buggy up, what else ain't you doing? You know, uh, I always try to give a prompt in these because I'm curious too. Of the things I listed, stealing people's lunch at work, not putting your buggy back, uh, hitting your dog, and uh, oh, 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 also people that drive sports cars who purposely take up two spots in a parking lot. I saw this, the last time I saw this was um, I was going to get my oil changed and our oil, uh, our oil place is right beside an O'Charlie's. Uh, I had to, listen how freaking, this is how um, insecure I am. I had to, I couldn't just say I saw it in an O'Charlie's parking lot because I was like, then people might think that I eat at O'Charlie's <laughs> as if there's anything wrong with that. <clears throat> that well, there is in this instance, it, in the in the O'Charlie's parking lot that you have to pull through to get to the old change place. I saw <clears throat> what I think was like, I mean, it's a fucking pretty nice Corvette. I mean, sure, but it was it was parked across almost three uh, parking spaces, so that nobody would ding this guy's car. And my immediate thought was, first off, you shouldn't be doing this anywhere, but secondly, you damn sure shouldn't be doing this in the O Charlie's parking lot, brother. Like, if you're gonna act all moneyfied and be a prick, bare minimum place you can do that and it not seem completely out of place is like Ruth's Chris and that's still a chain so fuck you but like dog <laughs> you cannot you can't just roll up to O'Charlie's in a Bugatti and be like I hope none of these trash scratch it it's like dog you know you know they say Olive Garden when you're here your family well at O'Charlie's when you're here you're trash too alright I don't know if you know that but it is true alright y'all give me some examples in the comments of things that people do that seem sort of low stakes, but you, but if they do it, you immediately know that they are a shit person. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that little excerpt from the book. I hope you enjoyed, oh, for all the free subscribers, the um, cooking show with me and my mom came out today. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on that. We had a blast. It was getting a lot of positive reviews from the paid subscribers uh, when they saw it. So I'm curious to what everybody thinks. Um, what else? What else? Oh, yes, I put in the chat today. Uh, Pastor Petey will be back Sunday. Um, we have a whole lot of cool things 
um, that, that I'm working on, building the world, the world of Chickalooki, my own little personal Lake Wobegon, some really cool things happening. And uh, this weekend, I'm feeling so much better, y'all. Thank you for all the well wishes and prayers or whatever it is the hell you did or whatever, or if you didn't do nothing, I still appreciate you being here because, you know, I don't even know if that shit works. But if it does, I appreciate you. And if it don't, hell, you tried. Um, but I'm feeling better this weekend, which is good because I'm having to bank a lot of the Substack stuff that's coming out next week because, as y'all know, y'all who have been with me for years, you know that uh, Thanksgiving is time for me to go to the Midwest, go to Iowa with my family. We don't go for Christmas anymore. We go for Thanksgiving, which, frankly, is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me because... Uh, the difference in weather <laughs> between Thanksgiving and Christmas in Iowa, boy, is it uh, Tony Stark, buddy. I mean, it's wild. So we'll be doing that. So I'll sort of be, I'll be a little bit out of pocket. Y'all know I ain't ever completely out of pocket. Uh, I always try to check in, but I'll have everything front loaded for you so you can enjoy your quote unquote content as it were. <laughs> So this weekend's going to be a lot of fun for me. I really enjoy making all this shit. And like I said, way more stuff is coming. We are building the Chickalooki universe. And all of you are citizens in the Chickalooki universe. And I'm glad to have you here. And I love y'all. And I'll talk to y'all later. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, I guess if you haven't already, pick up that book, Round Here and Over Yonder. It sure make me happy. Love y'all. See you. Bye. Thank you.